0: you're listening to the basic to bold podcast i'm jen bjarnson as an rtt hypnotherapist i talk about how to be happy how to find our purpose and how to stop the negative voices in our head that we all struggle with join me as we deep dive into creating a life that you love hello and welcome to the basic to bold podcast i am your host jen bjarnson I want to talk today about feeling stuck, like just not knowing what the problem is, can't figure it out, feeling stuck. And if you have ever felt like this, welcome. You are in great company. Before I dive in, please, if you find value in this, it would mean so much to me if you would share this with someone, um, whether on social or just with a friend so maybe this will help them bring them value as well all right so you're stuck what what do you do when you're stuck and you don't know what the problem is well that's where you start what's the problem i heard this concept solve the problem from my mentor from my coach and it was so fascinating. He was actually talking about his kids, and he goes, "I really taught my kids solve the problem when they're fighting, when they're bickering, when they're frustrated, when they're upset. Solve the problem." And I thought, "What? Like, y- yeah, duh." But in my own mind, I don't think I've ever thought of that. W- I've thought of it that way. And if this wasn't you, if you're like, yeah, duh. Um, then good for you. Like, seriously, you're, you're ahead of me. So good for you. That's awesome. Um, but for the rest of us, welcome, um, join the club. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today is when you're stuck, kind of scale back and think, solve the problem. So to do this, first, you have to identify the problem. And I think this is probably the hardest thing, at least it is for me sometimes, because if I know what the problem is, then usually I can come up with a a fairly good solution or at least kind of like fail my way through it. But a good portion of it is the fact I don't know what the problem is. I I just don't know what the problem is is I know there is a problem, I know I'm annoyed, I know I'm frustrated, I know I feel stuck, I know all these things, but I don't know what the problem is. So when you don't know what the problem is, I tend to start looking inward to see if I can figure out the problem. I usually like to go with, okay, how am I feeling? And usually, uh, right off the bat, it's like I'm angry, I'm and frustrated, I'm and irritated. I'm mad at that person. That person's irritating to me, and and I know I know that's a place to start, and it's okay to start there, but you can't you can't stay there. And I know this at, at this point, I've gained a habit of it's okay to start there, but then we got to move on. And when you move on, the next step to move on from that. Is, okay, if you're frustrated, if you're mad, if you're irritated, usually you are expecting something. You are expecting a result. You're expecting people to behave in a certain way. You are expecting um, something to happen or an experience, something, right? You're expecting something. Because otherwise, if you weren't expecting something, typically you're not mad. And so if you have an expectation, usually one of two things is happening. Either one, you have communicated this expectation to, to this other person or this, or, or like people involved and they're not living up to it or 2 you've never communicated it. So that's, that's usually where I start. Okay. Is Instead of just being frustrated, instead of just being mad, instead of just being stuck, I really try to figure out what is it that I'm upset about. What am I expecting? What am I? What am I not liking about this situation? What is happening that I don't? I don't like this. I don't want this. I don't like this. I'm. I want this fixed. And what am I? What would I like to happen? Right? Like what am I expecting to happen? And that allows when I think the really important thing is we keep typically I'm going to say typically we keep asking the same question over and over and over again and getting the same answer, which is usually no answer. And so what I try to do is a good portion of the time when I'm not getting an answer, I like to switch up the question. And so I try to look at it in so many different ways of asking a new question. So as an example, if I'm frustrated at an individual, instead of being like, they did this and they did that, and why are they doing this? And oh, I bet they just want to irritate me. And oh, I bet they, da da da, right? Like all this stuff. So reframe the question to say, what are you expecting from that person? What are you wanting from that person? What is the outcome that you want? right what is it that you were expecting and usually I was expecting them to be nicer I was expecting them to be um, to have a different response that's what I was expecting and they didn't have the appropriate response that I wanted well then I go okay they didn't have the appropriate response that I wanted that I expected have I communicated that with with them or to them typically most of the time no no, I just expected them to know the response I wanted them to give me, which is so unfair, right? But if you can look at this, you as you change the questions, now you're getting answers. Now we're getting where we want to go. Now we're getting what is the problem. The problem is not that this person got not that the, not that this person made me mad, not that this person made me irritated. Now the problem is I expected them to have a different um result i expected them to have a different outcome i expected them to have a different response to the situation that's what i expected and when i didn't get what i expected then i got mad then i got frustrated then i got irritated and the reality is most of the time i have not i have not communicated my expectation to that person so therefore i don't get to have that expectation I don't get to have that type of control over that person, right? And so they get free will. They get to respond how they want to respond. They get to have a choice as to how they're going to respond of this situation. And I'm mad because they didn't have the response that I wanted. So now reframing it, switching the question, it's a whole new problem. The problem is not I'm mad at this person. The problem is... I had an expectation that I wanted them to respond a certain way. I wanted their out I wanted their response to be a certain way. And that's unrealistic. You can't walk around just expecting people to have a certain response. That's so unrealistic. And it's no way like you'll drive yourself crazy, which is why you feel crazy when you when you get mad at people. So if you can see starting to identify the question. Start identifying different questions, reframe the question that will help you get to what the problem is, right? Then that kind of brings us to the next step. And the next step is, okay, typically if we look at the majority of our lives and I am, I, I feel like if you're listening to my podcast and you like you, you're a mindset type person, you are the type of person that wants to change your mindset because you want to take responsibility, right? You're you're not looking to blame other people. You're you're wanting to take control. And and maybe you're like me, who gave people so much control that now you're like, "No, no, no. no. I I want to take this back." Because it's so much easier to change me than it is to try and change other people. That's what I'm coming from. So when you get these answers of what the problem is, The next step is how do I change me to change the outcome? Okay, because that's all you can do. You cannot change anybody else. So changing you to change the outcome is so much easier than trying to change other people to change the outcome. And that's really the next step is if you're expecting a certain outcome... You can't change other people and how they're going to respond. So what do you do to change you, right? Then now we're getting to the third part, which is actually solving the problem. The problem is the way you were thinking. The problem is the way you wanted things to happen. And now what does that look like? Now we actually have a way to solve it. Now we actually have some ideas of how we can change. And I think sometimes when you look at shifting your mindset or you look at shifting like solving the problem sometimes it is fixing you and sometimes it's recognizing like a healthy boundary that you're not going to change other people so so how do you cope like what is the best situation for you with people who are just constantly going to be that way Sometimes that's the solution. Sometimes it's not always just changing your thinking. Sometimes it's actually, this person is who they are. I'm never going to change that until they want to change. Until they want to fix our relationship, they're going to constantly be a negative hating person. I can't change that, but I can change my frequency of being around them. And that's okay too. Sometimes that's the way to solve the problem. Sometimes it's not always fix your mindset, change your mindset. Sometimes changing your mindset is recognizing, you know what? I don't think this is the best relationship to be in. I want something different, and that's okay. That's okay. So, solving the problem is sometimes reframing it, sometimes changing it up, but that is ultimately that that is ultimately the skill that changes everything in our lives. If you can figure out how to solve the problem, if you can figure out how problems get solved, that's it. There you go. That is the majority of stuff. And I've now started teaching my kids this. In fact, I, um, for a really long time, I would help my kids um, through stuff. For instance, um, I would say like, hey clean up the living room and of course they would be like i don't see anything i don't like what (laughs) right you get the whole whining like it looks fine to me and (laughs) it's just a train wreck in in the whole living room and they're just like what what should i do and you're like okay pick up this pick up this pick up this okay get the vacuum out okay just the window, you know, we need to do the windows. Okay. We need to dust. We need to do this. Now i started looking at them. And of course this is at an, you know, you need to do this age appropriate, but I started looking at them and I say, solve the problem. What's a problem in here. And some of them still look at me and go, I don't know. And I'm like, no problems. This looks great to you. This looks like, and I don't say it jerkily. I say you, you like this. It looks clean to you because that, that in itself is an interesting conversation because sometimes they're like, yeah, <laughs> <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> well, did you notice the table is dirty and they're like, oh, right. And you got to start like prompting them sometimes like sometimes you still got to prompt them but at the same time solve the problem. And and we've started to do this more. And now I've even equated it into like business, right? Solve the problem. What's the problem? Solve the problem. And it's really fascinating that now even though I have a habit of this sometimes it does take a minute to find the problem. And that's okay. And sometimes I got to work it out and I got to, you know, like talk it out. And sometimes you do have to go back to the whole blaming thing just to solve it. Like a couple of times in relationships, I've, you know, I've been frustrated at my husband and I've turned to him and I've said, okay, I need to blame you just, just for a minute. I know you're not the problem. I know the problem is something in the way I'm thinking or an expectation. I, I know that. But I don't don't know what the problem is. I don't know what I'm expecting. I don't know what I'm thinking. So just give me a minute and let me just blame you for a a minute until I work this out. And I'll sit there and I'll be like, you made me mad. You said this. You did this. And he, him and I, we've worked on our relationship enough that he doesn't take that personal because he knows I'm just working through stuff. He knows I'm going to get He knows I'm going to get past it of saying like, you're the problem. You did this, you did that. And I, and I do mention to him, you know, during the thing, I know you're not the problem. I, I, I know, or maybe you're part of the problem, but I don't know how much of the problem. I don't know how much of the problem you are and how much of the problem I am. Like, I know there's some give and take there. So, so give yourself that grace if you need to. And also, in, in figuring out the problem in relationships. If that... If you can get to a point in your relationships when you're figuring out the problem and allow each individual to blame... Like, allow your partner to blame you just for a little bit. Don't say a word. Don't start an argument. Don't say, well, and you did this. Like, it's so helpful to just... If you're a person who needs to talk it out, like I am, I'm a person who needs to talk it out. And so to sit there and be like, just... Can you just be the problem just for a minute so I can get past you being the problem and get to actually solving the problem? Because I know somewhere in between there, I know some of it's your problem, I know some of it's my problem, I don't know how much. You could be 90, I could be 90%, right? I don't know how much until I kind of work this out. So that's always been helpful, that has been helpful, but it does take a lot of patience and and working through your own triggers not being triggered as the person especially if the person has mentioned please just you know let me blame you for a minute but if you're the person blaming for a minute then really get past it don't just take that time and just blame them all right i want to end stuff with a quote this is a little bit shorter one i want to just have this thought and i really really wanted to share it with you guys um but i really liked this okay This quote actually comes from Rachel Hollis, and it's more of a saying than a quote. And this one has got me through a lot. And it's, you didn't come this far to only come this far. Now, maybe she didn't say that. I heard it from Rachel Hollis, so I'm going to give her credit. But I love that quote because the fact that you have come this far... The fact, even if you're super low, and even if like your days are hard and you don't know what the problem is, and you're so stuck and you're so blocked, and you just, I guarantee you, there is something in your life that you have grown past and that you have conquered, even if it's just the fact that you have maintained your life, even if it's that you've maintained, that is a huge accomplishment. At the same time, You didn't come this far to only come this far. And so sometimes on the days I just want to give up, I do allow myself to give up some days. But then I think you didn't come this far to only come this far. All right. I love you guys. Again, if you found value in this, please share it with other people who may be struggling or could find value in this. All right. Love you. And I am so rooting for you. Keep going. You're doing amazing. I'm cheering you on. You're awesome. And I love you.